At American Public University, we believe higher education is not one size fits all. That's why we offer 200 modern programs that build on your knowledge and fit your schedule. Because we believe universities should adapt to the needs of students, not the other way around. American Public University, within reach, without limits. Online classes start every month. Learn more at AmericanPublicU.com. kitchen man i'm just uh i'm chilling man i got me a nice little angry angry orchard i'm chilling man okay well, that's good no, no me, complaints on that are, are we recording okay cool cool so you know me man i'm not gonna do nothing traditional we don't do you know, <laughs> traditional interviews here now i'm gonna keep it I'm, I'm gonna keep it kosher you know i know you're gonna have your your family and your mans and them listening so i want to make sure you know we <laughs> represent you right but are you excited about this weekend bro I am excited, man. Um, it's just uh, it's I'm just in a weird space, man, because it's almost like like things are happening, man, yeah. and I can't really put a could I can't really put a finger on it. So I'm just I'm just so grateful, man, and I just it's just wow, you yeah. know. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to answer your question. I'm excited. So for the reality is, listeners, the people who are listening, man, I'm talking to Stephen Cofield, Jr the actor of the ABC special Rolling in the Deep that airs on ABC this weekend. Is that correct? Yeah, it's actually going to be a part of the African-American short films. Okay. Um, that's going to be playing on ABC. So throughout the course of January all the way up to April, it's going to be on selected uh, national network stations, ABC, CBS. Um, but you can go to uh, – badadmintv.com B-A-D-A-M-I-T-V dot com to see when it plays in your area, but it's going to be national. Okay. So so, so for the listeners, I want the listeners to understand like if you hear me talking to him like he's my man's in them, this is because he is my man's in them. Like we've been rolling pretty strong for like the last six months or so, Mm -hmm. man. And I want to talk about that Mm -hmm. before, but but before we get to how we met and all of that in Republican Company, I want to talk about Stephen Cofield Mm -hmm. Jr. So if they could tell you so if you could tell us who is Stephen Cofield Jr. Because my mindset is, if it's you're a genius, so it's two of y'all. So I already know how smooth you are. So who is Pops to make another man, one of you? Oh man, <laughs> that's crazy. And I'm I'm glad you asked that, man. Uh, my Pops is uh he's uh he's he's watching over me now. Yeah. Um, and I made sure that it's imperative that in this business that people know that I'm a junior. Yeah. Um, you know when I was pursuing acting and you know you had the nine to five and everything to kind of keep a roof over your head while you create art yeah. i was just stephen Cofield, but people knew i was a junior i just wouldn't use it as frequent but yeah my dad i just made that like you need to call you need to add the junior at the end so i let everybody know you know there was another one of me you know what i'm saying yeah. and that's important to me but uh my dad is one of my guardian angels right now yeah. and, and i respect that and i want to make i want to put this on wax too man i know when i when I ran, you know, the promo to let people know that we was interviewing, you know, Stephen Cofield, I spelled mm-hmm. Cofield C O E. Now I know how to spell your name. I've done it. <laughs> I've done it about fifteen to yeah. twenty times. So I caught me off guard. So I wanted to say I apologize, man. I apologize about that, though. For real, I don't like fucking people. Man, it's time. all love. It's all love, man. Okay. Trust me, I, I get it, man. Don't even worry about that. I get it. Appreciate right. you. 
So what got you into acting, though, man? Like, I, I see it. Um, you're very animated, man. You're easy to get, you know, get along with. You're, you easily rock a crowd, as we'll talk about when, you know, with you hosting Martin Trivia Lives. But what actually got you into acting? Like, when did you get that bug and was like, you know what, this may be something here for me? Man, uh, when I can pursue it as a career, wasn't it was it was uh, about maybe I want to say 2010, but I've always wanted to be an actor. Yeah. I grew up uh, 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 an only child. Well, I'm an only child, but I'm a middle child. Like my father, he had two other children, my younger brother, Quentin, and my older sister, Crystal. But I was a middle middle child, and then my mother just had me, and I grew up with my mom. And that was like my best friend. Like yeah. I grew up in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. I actually still live in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. And I'm from old Brooklyn, not this new shit, to coin my, uh, my man Jay-Z. Um, but it was a lot different. It wasn't coffee shops on, on the corners and skateboarding. It was yeah. it was real. And I didn't go out as much. And from school, I come straight home. I had to select a few friends that I'd run the block with. But as soon as my mom put that rag on outside the door, I knew to run back home because I was going to get my behind whipped. Yeah. But it was just me and my mom, man. I used to just watch TV. Like, TV was my best friend. And I used to reenact TV shows for her. And she would always say, you're silly. And, you know, you're stupid. Get out of here. And then it wasn't until I used to I used to be an artist as well. I used to draw. Yeah. But then it's like, I thought being a, a young black male in Brooklyn, New York, that I would never be able to do this for a living. So I just never pursued it. Yeah. I never even thought about it. I just thought you had to kind of succumb to doing the monotonous nine to five chasing somebody else's dream that you can't chase your own. Um, but what made me actually make that switch was a conversation that I had with m one of my good friends, Gordon Harry. Um, we were pursuing, you know, just an audition. You know, I finally jumped into it for real, for real. And he had this audition and he hit me up was like, yo, this audition at NYU and you know, NYU is a really prominent film school. Most definitely. And he was like, I got, yeah, and he had this um he had this audition. He was like, Yo, I'm about to go ahead to this audition. I can plug you. And then he plugged me and then I was like and I just got a new job at the time and it was I just graduated from college and I was like, I don't know if I can make it, man. So I had Anthony, I had every excuse in the book, like not to and go not and it. not to pursue it. Yeah, because I was so scared, I was like, you know, like this is not for me. And he said, Look, dog, if you want this shit, you'll make the time to get it. Yeah. And I was just like, Whoa. Whoa. So that was my first, and I actually got the film. That was my first audition, my first film. And that went on to kind of span over through the course of like maybe 30 to 35 festivals across the country. My first film. So, you know, I was spoiled after that. Oh, of course. That's how I got into it. I mean, I, I know if you spoiled, if you were spoiled after the first one, I know you spoiled after the 35, the 35th one. I mean, you gotta, you gotta well, keep doing it. Absolutely. But even then, again, this is 2010. So yeah. right after that, every other project that I got into was like, oh, wait, this ain't the same. Yeah. Uh -uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know how these people operate. This yeah. is not what, this you know, not what, this I'm, is not what I'm you used to. You can't booze you real quick. Yeah, this is not, where's, <laughs> where's my drink? You know what I'm saying? So I was like, nah, this ain't, this ain't it. Oh, so you, I went through a, a span of like bullshit films, you yeah. know, no, no discredit to those filmmakers, but yeah. it was just like, I hit like, you know, I hit reality. Like it's not all peaches and cream, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, and and it just took me to kind of keep working and creating those relationships and bit, well building those relationships and nurturing those relationships. Yeah. And, uh, and and it got me here like what seven eight years later. So yeah. still grinding, you yeah. know. Well, that's understandable. Now you said now go back to something you said. You said when your mom put a sock on the door or in the door, you had to come home. Is that correct? <laughs> Which one is it? So 
It was um so she would put like a, a wash rag, like uh-huh. the, the a, a gate outside the window. Oh okay. and I would go play and I knew that six thirty I had to kind of look yeah. to see if there was a rag outside that gate yeah. or, or outside the window the gate of the window. So if it would that means that it's time to come in, dinner's ready, don't make me come to have to get your ass. That's so what I was gonna say. That's what it was you know, for, was for it. us. It was like don't let the street light beat your ass home. You know, yeah, see, the yeah, producer in the yeah. studio, he's shaking his head like he understands that. Like, when I heard a rag, I was like, nah, when you said, a, I think you said a sock at first. So I was like, nah, I know we leave a sock on the door when we trying to get something in. But, you know. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. That's why I was like, a sock or, <laughs> nah, or, or, nah, or nah. we talking a rag? No, <laughs> no, nah. nah, it was definitely a, like a wash rag or a kitchen rag. Yeah. You know, she preparing dinner and making sure that I get ready for school or whatever yeah. it was. But my behind had to be in the house. No, so, that makes sense. You know, that's my guardian angel, one of my guardian angels as well. Yeah. So with you being an actor, man, like, you know, you hear everything, you know, being black, it's, 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 I hate saying being black, but it is a real thing, but it's like being a black actor. Uh-huh. Is there a role you wouldn't play? Cause you know, a lot of times when, as a black man, you know, if you play a role of a woman or uh, a gay man yeah. or whatever the case may be, like they beat right. you down like as being that uh-huh. actor, but we both know as a creator and an artist, sometimes uh-huh. those are the roles that right. shows Hollywood how diver- diverse you are to be able to get bigger roles and get more money. Yeah. So is it a role you wouldn't yeah, take? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, if I needed to play, like, but let me let me preface it by this. If the, if the story is right, if there is uh, great intention with this film, yeah. And if you needed me to play whatever it is, as long as the story's right, as long as the director has some credibility, like I'm willing to jump into it, but yeah. I'm not going to maybe, you know, a lot of people find me to be a comedic actor yeah. and they want me to play this flamboyantly gay character. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I need to do something with a little bit more, you know, uh, taste yeah. and it just has to have a purpose. So, I mean, so I'll be you, willing so to you, kind of so be you would quite do like honest. A I'll, be, I'll do anything. That's what I, so you'll do like a moonlight role. Have you, I know you saw Moonlight. Oh yeah, I did. I okay, did, absolutely. So you would be more you would be more engaged to do a Moonlight type film as opposed to like Birdcage with Robin. <laughs> I think with Robin Williams in them when they was dressed up like transvestites <laughs> dancing in cages and shit. You know what? You know what? I do. Bo- I I would do both, man, because Birdcage is a you, Robin Williams. Yeah, man, bro, it classic, is a classic, man. man. But it is. I would do. I would do both, man. I would do both, but it's at the same time. It's like that director and that team. Exactly. It's like it's, like, it's a dream team. Yeah. And, and Birdcage had, like Bird had and Birdcage had a, a, a <laughs> meaning to it, and it was tastefully done. Even though yeah. they were acting like that, it was a story behind that. Right. Like, the camaraderie they built, Absolutely. the friendships and things they yeah. went through. They were there for each other. So, you know, I, I definitely get that, man. Class is definitely a big thing. Man. Absolutely. It has to be some kind of intention behind behind the film, uh, a very poignant uh, message behind it for me to actually be that character. But I'm an artist first, man. Yeah. You know, I was, I'm an artist. I'm an artist. So, so Hollywood, if you're listening, well, you don't come down to me, but Hollywood, if you're listening, I'll let your boy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we, we all know when you're going through the process of like as an entrepreneur I know I'm an entrepreneur now so you know I do podcasting mm-hmm. this is my my. I won't mm-hmm. even call it my side thing because to me this is my baby and then I have my 9 to 5 but everybody has their mm-hmm. struggle job or that struggling situation that they're going through is uh-huh. it one time particular could it be now could it be you know years ago but as what time has it been or tell us about a time where you know it was like hey man I, I'm trying to you know create this art and and work on my craft, but I also got to pay these bills and you're not getting gigs because we both know when you're modeling or when you're doing wow. certain things, a lot of times if you're starting mm-hmm. out, they want you to do these things for free or for nothing at all. I mean, like for free or like for a little bit of nothing. Yeah, man. I mean, 
uh, to be quite frank, I'm still going through that, man. Yeah. I'm still going through it. I mean, the festivals and the commercials and the yeah. gigs, like it comes, but it's still not coming to the point where I'm like, I, I can finally let go and then take this. It's, it's already a risk, yeah. you know, pursuing uh, art as a career, but yeah. I can't take that next risk. But I mean, I've been there, man. I've been there, you know, uh, trying to work to kind of keep the, 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 the lights on so yeah. I can create. But it also comes down to now I'm in a stage in my life where if I don't have a relationship with you yeah. and you offer me this gig and it's like, I can't compensate you. I can't compensate you. You know, uh, I, I would have to really take it into consideration. Yeah. But if the project is like really dope and I'm like, yo, I'm feeling this, this person's energy. Like I'm really big on energy. Yeah. Like the universe is a, it's, it's, it's an impeccable thing. Um, and if I'm feeling this person, I'll do it. I'll do it pro bono. You know what I'm saying? So it really depends on, you know, the person who's asking the type of project, because we all got bills to pay, man. And we all got to strive, you know, for a legacy to leave behind. And that we need some kind of financial lubricant yeah. to do that. You know what I'm saying? No, that's fact. So, now, yeah, it really you, depends on that. Mm-hmm. Have you ran across that situation where, like, you know, you your own Spectrum commercials, your own Visa, I think MasterCard <laughs> commercials, uh, you're doing uh, this movie. Like, have you had that person in your family or a friend that's like, hey, you know, let let me hold a couple dollars. Like, I know you got something, not realizing that, <laughs> you know, it ain't like that yet. Yeah. Right. You know what? To be quite frank, nobody has asked that. Okay. Everybody uh, in my family and my friends have been 100,000% 100, positive and supportive. Yeah. Not one person has said, like, I don't know if that's a good idea, man. I don't think you should be, be pursuing that. Yeah. They might give me advice within, you know, maybe maybe you should think about this role or, or whatever it is, but they've always been a thousand percent like supportive and positive. So I give all credit and praise to my family and my friends that's keeping me going because yeah. there are some days you come home and you're like, yo, I don't know if I can keep doing it. Hey, and, I ch- believe know, me, I know, you know, bro. I know. Yeah. So yeah. In, in a business, in but, this kind of business, like and being and having mm-hmm. an art, like I know for me, like in podcasts, when I first got into podcasts, one of the people I did used to listen to not so much anymore since I tried to create my own lane with Charlemagne the God. I used to listen to Charlemagne. Um, I, right. I still listen to um, what's the guy name? He's on Sirius Satellite. As all the naked women coming in, Howard Stern. Shit, uh, I can, yeah, so I still listen to like Howard Stern yeah, and stuff like that. And it's like, those, yeah, so those uh-huh. were my like idols to look at and be like, hey man, how can I have a mix of this but still be who I am? So for you, like, what influences right. or what actors or actresses do you watch or try to model yourself after? You know, after as far as their work ethic and the things that you see on the big screen from them. Yeah, man, that's a great question. Um, like I mentioned before, well, growing up, uh, being an only child, and TV was my best friend. I mean, I used to watch everything that used to came, that used to come on, like uh, the WB Channel Eleven, you yeah. know, and and UPN, and just TV. Period. So I would I would emulate Marlon Wayans and Jamie Fox and Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy and Will Smith. Will Smith is probably my doppelganger. So yeah. the Fresh Prince um, <laughs> was I I, I I take everything from those things. So yeah. it's like. Like up until now, it's like you know what I'm. I'm. I'm more of a. I'm more Stephen Colfield. But to them, it was a mix. Back then, it was like a mix of everybody. Yeah. I still have that. You know, even when I'm like hosting, I might 
reference like, hey, princess, how you doing? I yeah. stole that from Jamie Foxx, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's like <laughs> I still have a sprinkle of that stuff, you know Bro, what I'm saying? Bro, the girls but, be eating that yeah, up at these to, events, I, man. <laughs> they be eating that Yo, up. I be, look, I be watching their faces when you're doing it, and I'm like, man, they have no idea. And you, no, I was about to say they have no idea. No, you have no idea <laughs> what they're probably thinking they're going to do to you. Every time I post a picture of you on social media or say he's coming down, yeah. or we about, like, bro, you even, <laughs> you saw when they, oh, I, I posted your picture and old girl jumped on there to my some who is she then we went back to her instagram it was a girl half naked all over her page yeah man that was intense uh <laughs> wow i was like oh man where's my clothes at yeah where's bro. my clothes at but yeah but that's how you engage with people and i mean you know you take bits and pieces of those comedy gods but you know i i watched leo like i take bits and pieces of everybody yeah. and try to you know, put that into my own DNA and then, you know, and you get me, but I can't, I have to praise those comedic legends and these, these, uh, these film gods. Definitely. So have, since you've been going through this whole process of like, you know, following your dream, trying to, you know, doing this acting mm-hmm. thing, like, have you suffered like some kind of loss, whether it was a person, a job, a car, like, do you have a moment mm-hmm. or a time to where you can think, and it sounds like a job interview. <laughs> Is it a moment in time that you remember <laughs> where you're like, Hey, you know, I think, I like you said, I want to give this up or not even give it up, just give up on life because mm-hmm. we all have those one, like those one hitters sometimes where it's like, you know, I don't even know if I mm-hmm. should be even here. Like, what's my purpose being here? Have you had a, ch- a a time in your life where you've experienced something like that? Yeah, man. I mean, um, I think in addition to, you know, being, uh, uh, you know, pushed by my, you know, my, my, my friends to kind of do this, and helping me, you know, uh, pushing me to, to do this. I mean, like I mentioned, I, I lost my parents at a at a very young age. I lost my mom. No, I lost my dad Christmas of uh, 99. Yeah. And I lost my mom the following Thanksgiving. So I was 15 and 16 years old. So Shit, I've been with my godparents since yeah. then. So, yeah, so it was, it was hard. But at the same time, it didn't really hit me, yeah. you know, that I lost my folks. And, and I was I was I was changing. You know what I'm saying? I was I was I was an adolescent. I was moving to a new family where I, I, when I was, you know, I was the only child, but now I'm moving into a family now. And there's, there's different things that I have to learn and actually, you know, and, and be a part of a family. But I just wanted to party. Yeah. I didn't want to, you know, talk to anybody. I kind of wanted to just shut out and, and just do my thing and forget about it. But it wasn't until later on where I started to harvest these feelings and pursue acting. When I started pursuing acting and harvesting these feelings and, and doing these, uh, uh, I've studied a lot of uh, different techniques and trying to build up this this these emotions to yeah. to perfect the the character that I'm portraying. Um, you realize like maybe I, I should have went to fucking therapy. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like this is therapeutic, but yeah. you still need that kind of hey. you still need that kind of push. But that's you know that's like acting is therapy, and those moments, those hardships, and even losing a girlfriend that I that I was with for like five years and. Yeah. You know, I you know I I did some dirt and I lost her, but we're friends now. At least but you that was, to I, that, I took that as a yeah, definitely. And I was young, you know, and I and I I lost her. Yeah, but it was almost like a death too. And it wasn't until then I'm like, all right, man, I need to I need to do something different. Yeah, I need to kind of learn and see exactly what it is I need to be. Uh, I need to change my lifestyle. And this is like I'm like I'm like 25 at this point, but yeah. I was still doing dirt. I was still like not. <laughs> I was, I was still like not trying to listen to myself like yo you hey. are still like you're still doing dirt you're still hurting yeah and i kid you not anthony it wasn't until like maybe two years ago where i started to change my life in terms of the different things that i value yeah. 
uh, social media not playing a significant part on on my drive to yeah. pursue um, art. Like I needed to really stop looking sideways and start focusing on you know the ultimate goal. Um, but that was like two years ago where I really started to change and started to really address that. I've I've been hurting for some time. I've just been overcompensating it with women with you know material things yeah. that have not been able to kind of fulfill. Is yeah, but we um, all, we all do that, man, and that's I mean, because I, sure. I can say that. So, how old are you? How old are you right now? I don't think I've even ever asked you that as much as we've been hanging out the last couple of months. I'm in my yeah, I'm in my early thirties. Okay, so I'm thirty five. So I don't I don't mind saying cool, that because cool, most cool. time when people see me, they be like, "You don't look thirty five. So I I I, I cherish I, that until I, this beard yeah. grows out and they see these grays. But so yeah, I got one gray that's sprouting out that's like silver fox. <laughs> <laughs> so with with you doing acting and everything and being so busy with a nine to five acting and everything like that, like, are you single now? And if you are yeah. single, are you wanting to pursue like something serious? Because, and I'm asking this in all, you know, in all seriousness, because I literally be, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I literally have people reaching out to me every time I post a goddamn picture and they saying, who is your friend? <laughs> I got to a point where I'd be like, he is not my friend. I don't know this guy. I just took a picture of this guy. Like, I'm, So how do you deal with that? Because, I mean, you're an actor, yeah. you're a handsome guy, you're tall, you're right. charming. Like, I mean, you know, some people still like light-skinned men, so I'm messing, yeah, I'm messing yeah, with you. a handful <laughs> of people, handful of people. <laughs> you know, the dark-skinned Yo, brothers man, came through this um, thing and sweeped it up yeah, in the early 2000s. Dark-skinned brothers are back, man. They putting us, they putting us out of shame. They putting oh, us, man. They, they, I'll be sure, what was it? <laughs> but, um, yeah, y'all had no, a genuine. Just, I, recently, I recently got out of something. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I just... I got to a point where I wasn't happy, man. Yeah. And it's not like I wasn't happy with this, um, this young lady, but I was just, I just wasn't happy with myself. And you ever heard like the term, like, it's not you, it's me. That's like, real. I thought that was some book. I, I used to, I used to think that was some BS until I got old and I started to reevaluate what I valued in my life. Yeah. And, it, it, and it's important to, to really consider, not even consider, but to, to know, like, you need to love yourself before you can let anybody else love you, bro. Um, I, you talk so, to the choir, man. But you, but you know yeah, what? When right. you feel that way, it still doesn't make it any easier. Like, mm-hmm. girls almost prefer for you to cheat on them or hurt them in another way than just be a man and say, you know what? I don't know if this is for me anyway, but I'm gonna walk away until I figure this thing out. I may not right. be coming back, but I gotta right. walk away. Boy, that's like, Ooh. it's like who? It's one of them things. They're probably thinking, <laughs> who do you think you are? To just walk away right. when nothing is going wrong, in my opinion. Nah. But you may not be happy, man. Right, right, right. But the, and then you know what? I, I took that same approach like yeah. throughout my whole twenties. You know what I'm saying? Like after um, my lady at the time that, that again we were we were hot and heavy for like four or five years. That was the person I was supposed to marry and all that. And then you know I, I did what I did. But I was still, I was a habitual line stepper. Like I was still going. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't. I was like, yo, what's up? Like, yeah. what's up? What's up? So it wasn't until like recent, I'm like, whoa, it's something wrong. Like, it's not, well, it's not something wrong. It's just something that I need to, you know, to, to, to reevaluate. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm pursuing this art and I'm getting rejected almost every day by these casting directors. You know what I'm saying? I don't get every role. It may seem like that, but I don't get every role. So, you know, to go, to go to a nine to five and have to work on somebody else's dream and then try to come home and study and work on your own and you're getting this constant rejection. It's like, like I'm just like in the pit right now, and sometimes you need that person you can lean on, but it's like sometimes it's like I kind of just need to deal, and I need to deal alone. alone. It's no disrespect, but yeah. yeah, 
But that's at least, how you at least you know and that, I, man. I said, yeah. And it's like, I had to, it's funny because I, I, I had said something the other day and I was like, man, this was pretty profound. I must've read this on the inside of a cereal box. Yeah. But somebody asked me a question and I was like, you know what? Sometimes you don't know when you meet people, sometimes you don't know what they're going through. Yeah. So sometimes you have to love them from afar and let them heal. Very true. I was just like, yeah, I'm like, damn, I said that shit. So, you know, I was kind of patting myself on the back, <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, that's some real, that's something that's real. That's really real. Yeah. So I'm single, but at the same time, it's just like I'm kind of just living in the moment. You're just chilling. You can take that however you, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, nah, just, I feel that. My schedule is crazy, so yeah. Now, it was a question. I, oh, okay. Now, I wanted to ask this question, bro, and then, you mm-hmm. know, I'll, I'll talk, we'll talk about Republican Company and we'll tell everybody how we came about meeting. Now, I know oh, you've seen this, H- I know you've seen this H&M ad, right? Mm-hmm. I just want to know mm-hmm. your your perspective on it. Me personally, I didn't take it that serious. You know, I feel like the whole I'm like um, Dave Chappelle. The U.S. has turned into a bunch of bitch ass niggas. <laughs> That's how like people are too. Yeah, people are people too sensitive, man. Like I, when I saw it, I was like, okay, the, it's a black kid in a hoodie that says "coolest monkey in the jungle." Now the mother later she yeah. came back to say she was okay with the ad. She knew about it. She ran it. the The issue I yeah. have with it personally. Is a lot of times black mm-hmm. people we want to charge it to the game on white people. We mm-hmm. want to charge it to the game on these, you know, big corporations. But then I don't know mm-hmm. if it's somebody white or black that created this, and I'll, I'll dive into that. But you know, the yeah. pictures came out with a white kid, and it was like the whitest cracker in the box, and people was championing yeah. that. And I'm like, that ain't no better than the boy, if, you know, the black kid in the shirt. If you if you had this is my whole thing. If you have an issue with what you saw, a black kid wearing an H and M, and you want to boycott. That that's what you do, but to retaliate, putting a little yeah. white kid on the on the, on the, in a in the same hoodie and putting another derogatory mm-hmm. term on their chest, that's not gonna solve shit either. Now, the only reason I say that gets tricky because it was a documentary or like a story being written about. A lot of times, it's these hacker like young uh, white kids and like like these suburban areas mm-hmm. that create those memes to continue, mm-hmm. you know, to keep people at each other's throats. So I don't know who created it, but I just feel like. A lot of time addressing black people because I am black and you're black. It's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how did you really take it when you actually first saw or heard about the news of, of the H and M ad that was ran this past week? Well, well, first that whole crack in the box. That's not an H and M shirt, is it? That was just somebody. Yeah, that was just uh, no. That was just somebody, the shirt. Right? Exactly. Oh. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that was some other was like, ignoramus that put it together. Doing? <laughs> I got you. Um, I think, I mean, personally, if it was my son, um, I wouldn't let him, I wouldn't let him pose in the shirt. You no, know what I'm saying? I wouldn't neither. let them take the picture. Yes. Uh, I'm not against the shirt because everybody's going to wear it. I I just think it's poor taste in uh, publishing person, that picture with this, with this black, with this young black King yeah. um, in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, um, she approved it. So how big was the check for her to approve it? You know what I'm saying? True. But like, this, but somebody, this is what, it had to go. Go yeah. ahead. No, go ahead. You yeah. good? No, I'm just saying, like, it had to, like, like so many people had to see this damn shirt and kind of know, like, this doesn't look right. The optics of this doesn't look right. So maybe we should not cause a firestorm and put this out with this being on this young black kid. Yeah. Now let me play. De- let me play devil's advocate. Backlash. And uh-huh. I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Okay. Because I've had this situation happen. You know, when I talk to my white friends, I did it today on Facebook. 
you know, like Stephen A says, mm-hmm. st- like in my Stephen A voice, my white friends. <laughs> but when I talk to my, <laughs> white but when I do talk to some of my white friends about racial issues, and they, you know, because they feel comfortable coming to me saying, "Hey, why are black people tripping about this?" and you get the chance to explain. But it's like some of them are just ignorant to the fact or things that are derogatory to us because they somewhat live in a bubble, or you could say they're privileged enough to not oh, have yeah. to worry about some of those things. So some of these white people are truly not racist; they're just truly ignorant mm-hmm. to the fact of certain negative connotations that are tied to particular names like monkey or gorilla or so on and so forth. But like I, the first thing I said when I yeah. saw that, I was like, they must not have a diverse board of people to review this because if it's no. any black person on there, I, the first thing I would say was you may not know, but monkey was used back in the forties and thirties and twenties and during the Willie Lynch yeah. rule to, to derogatory and say things negative to black people. You may not want to use that. I wouldn't go that far, but I would just be like, that's negative in the black community. You might not want to add that on there. Put a white kid yeah. in that shirt and put the black kid in the other shirt. That's and it would have been done. Yeah, nobody would even thought about Man, it. Man, you, you mean to tell me nobody? Nobody thought that. That's what I'm saying. Like, nah, that's, that's crazy, they need to fire man. the whole goddamn team and put me in charge of that. I'll take care of all of that. <laughs> Don't put a white Yo, kid in crack or like, nothing. Don't put nobody? an Asian kid in nothing slanted. Don't put a black kid in nothing with animalistic features. Period. And you're good. Absolutely. At period. Period, because you see how like H and M is H and M. Like yes. you have clients like The Weeknd and yep. G Easy and Nicki Minaj, and you mean to tell me nobody on that board thought that was a bad idea? And yeah, the man. optics of that wasn't yeah. wasn't bad. Yeah. That that's negligent, yeah. man. Yeah, that's negligent. Even if they made a mistake, so, it was just I mean they got what was coming to them for just not being, I guess, uh, thorough if you want to say it. Mm-hmm. So now I want to talk. Mm-hmm. I want to tell the listeners how me and you met, and we could talk about the whole Republican company thing. Now I want you to start from your perspective because oh, you, yeah, you you actually I think you met them before I did. Most definitely you did. Mm-hmm. So how was that interaction, and how did you guys come to me? Because when I first met all of you guys, I thought y'all was just you know y'all was clicked up from the bit the beginning. So I was like, hey, these brothers grew up together, and you know they've been running together, and then to find out that you just met them too, huh? Yeah, yo, it's the power of the internet, man. I mean, the internet is a gift and a curse. Yeah. You know, we know that. But in this case, it was just a huge blessing. Um, I'm, I, we're all uh, fans of the culture, especially Martin, you know, being a, uh, a huge staple in my in my life, in yeah. my childhood. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I dabble in some modeling. And my uh, one of my, my partners, well, you know, my homie, uh, Jason Alexander, shout out to Jason Alexander. Yes, sir. Who's an incredible photographer. Yes, he is, man. Um, He's an incredible photographer. He's an even better friend. Um, we've been kind of, you know, running with, you know, just, hey, yo, you, uh, what you doing today? I got some new clothes. You want to go take some pictures? Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. I see you downtown <laughs> Brooklyn. All right. So we used to always, like, take pictures. Yeah. And we had this idea, like, yo, let's let's start tagging some of these brands and see if they maybe like the picture or repost it or yeah. whatever the case may be. So I, I find myself to be quite fashionable. I'm, I'm really into fashion, so I'll, we would just kind of go out and take pictures and we'll tag the shit out of these brands. Yeah. So I came across um, the Republican Company page, and they had uh, some gear. It was really shooting this shot with uh, a lot of the uh, the Martin fans, like, you know, damn, uh, Dr. Gina. George, yeah. Ain't Paying the Fire. Yeah, damn, Gene, a lot of that. So I was like, <laughs> yo, this is fire. And, it, and they had the, the trivia card. Yeah. I was like, yo, this, this is, is dope. fire. So I found out this is hella dope. So I was just like enamored with like what they were doing with the culture, and they seemed like chill dudes. I didn't know who who they were. Yeah. So I bought I bought a I bought a a dad hat that said "Ain't Paying a Five, Right. Yeah. So I was going out with Jason. We was going to go take some pictures in Prospect Park, 
and I had my suit and everything, and I had this hat in the bag. So at the very end of the shoot, I'm like, yo, Jay, let's, let's take a picture with this hat, man, and see what we could do with it. He was like, all right. So we take some pictures with the hat, and then we came up with an idea to kind of put the whole picture in black and white and have the hat in color. Yeah. And it looks sick. It so looks it ill. Out. It looked ill, Anthony. So yeah. it stood out. So I put it on my IG. Matter of fact, before that, I used to buy stuff from them and I would tag them like, yo, y'all doing your thing, man. And they would always respond because they're they're quite they're quite matter of fact, they're fantastic when it comes to being hands on uh, 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 being hands on and, 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 and making the consumer feel like they're part of something. So they even reached out was like, yo, thanks for the support, da 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 da. But I took this picture, I posted it, and they loved it, and they reposted it, right? Yeah. So I already, I'm already on their radar, but I didn't think anything of it. So they, they uh, released some more gear, and I actually bought stuff. So I used to just buy stuff from them. I didn't really care. So <laughs> I tagged them. I was like, yo, y'all got this new shirt. Yo, I'm going to buy it. He was like, yo, man, uh, Jason Gray, he responded on IG. He's like, yo, I saw your name because I, he was sending me gear. He's yeah. like, yo, I saw your name. Um Yo, if, if y'all could take some more fire pictures, we'll definitely repost it. I was like, say no more. And then I tagged Jason. I was like, hey, we've been summoned, right? <laughs> we take the pictures. <laughs> we take the pictures and we sent them over to him. And then Jason has always been an advocate of like, yo, if you do dope work, you're going to get blessed with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're going to get blessed for it, yeah. whatever you need, how much you want. Yeah. And I was like, yo, we don't even want no money, man. We just want to. We just want to take some pictures and work. Like we just love what y'all doing. We just want to just work, yeah. just work. And we would just do a lot of stuff just off a of good uh, GP. And yeah. that's how we got here. We just would do fantastic work. And then we just kind of uh, collaborated. And now we're like super tight and trying to uh, uh, bring world. Hollywood to us. Cause yeah. we're trying to, yeah, we're yeah. trying to build this conglomerate when yeah. it comes to film and, 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 and parties and, and, and the culture, like, yeah. It's man, these these guys have been a blessing, and then running into you in Dallas, and you thinking like, yo, who are these brothers in my crib? That yeah. was funny. You know <laughs> yeah, that man? was crazy, so, bro. Cause for and for for the those <laughs> who don't know what he's talking about, I'm I'm getting ready to create my YouTube page, but I need to put out that video um, that we did at my house. But yeah, that was my first thought because at first, mm-hmm. Jason told me he was like, "Hey, bro, we coming through." And this is for for those who are listening. This was the first Martin Trivia Live event that we did here to kick off everything that's been going on, and. Uh, when we when y'all knocked on the door, Jason was like, "Hey, I'm gonna have a few people with me. A few, I'm thinking, one or two. It's like seven of y'all walked in my place, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like, who is all these yeah, New York and Chicago? Up, it, it was Jason, Richard. Well, it was three of y'all, but added them with those two. And then, see, I didn't know Big Al at the yeah. beginning, you know. So Big Al was sitting in the corner, he mugging with his hat on, Jason with his braids braided to the back. I'm like, I don't know yeah. who these ruffians he done brought up in this place. Yeah. But, I said, text Artesi. I said, hey, man, make sure you go in there and you might have to get somebody and put it in your purse just in case something get heated in there. Ah. I, I, no, but well, I didn't know what was going on, but it was good. I mean, after we, you know, got to talking, um, it popped off. And that's kind of, uh-huh. and, and the story of meeting Republican Company for me and Jason and Richard was similar. I, I don't, honestly, mm-hmm. I think we, bro, I honestly don't even know. You know how people say this, 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 and the rest is history? Like, just jump right to the rest mm-hmm. is history. I really don't know how we met. All I know is, oh, that's what it was. We saw the same brand that you saw. Artesia reached out to him for an interview. We did the interview on the podcast. After the interview, me and him mm. talked a little bit after that. We saw that we both had the same kind of ideas and thought processes. He ended up listening to the podcast mm-hmm. after that. He loved it. He kept reaching out and contacting mm-hmm. me. I think I saw something about the business. We started talking about his events. And I, um, 
he was telling me how they had happened in Chicago. Uh, I think before us, he did one in Chicago and one in L.A. And he was like, you know, they was just kind of OK. And I was like, bro, they love that shit here in Dallas, bro. I said, let me and my girl put this, let me let me and Artesia put this thing together. Once we put this together, yeah. we're going to call you and we're going to bring it home. Now, you, the rest is history. Literally, Artesia got the House of Blues. We packed out the House of Blues. We just got back from Chicago. Now we're doing another one here in Dallas, Houston. And we it's taking off now. And like you said, the reason it works so well, bro, is because we all have the same vision and we all have something that we bring to the table and we're damn good at it. Absolutely. We're damn good at it. Have you seen the the Dave Chappelle special? Oh, yeah, both of them. Okay. Remember at the beginning when he he was like, I don't know if y'all know, but I'm pretty good at this shit. Like, I, 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 yeah, I and, knew yeah. I knew it was gonna work out before I even came out here. <laughs> like when he said that, I was like, like, you know, this is gonna go well. This is gonna go well. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna go well. <laughs> so it's like that's how I feel, bro. It's like every time we link up or every time we talk and start discussing things about what we want to do and you know what's next yeah. for all of us, like it just feels it feels like it's gonna work. It just feels like it's gonna work out. And for the first time in a long Yo, time, man, I feel yep. confident about this whole movement, man. Yeah, man, it's just, you know, to be able to create dope shit with dope people, man, it's a it's a true blessing because this business, and I mean this business as in art, yeah. um, there are a lot of people who are in it who are trying to chase this facade of just being, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm always working, you know what I'm saying? I'm always doing this, I'm always doing that, look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. But they don't focus on, you know, the, the quality of the content and, you know, putting your best foot forward, like everything is... Everybody wants to be famous, but nobody want to put the work in. Nobody you know what wants I'm saying? to put the like, work in, man. That's exactly, man. And it's not that's not what I'm about. That's not what you're about. Like, yeah. we want to just create dope shit with dope people, yeah. man. The energy that that we were able to bring to Dallas, yo, know, y'all y'all put your foot in that whole thing, man. But there was a time yeah. it was like, you know, you just said um, Chappelle was saying, you know, this is going to go well. Like, yeah. I had no idea how Dallas was going to go. Yeah, I had no idea how Chicago was going to go. Yeah. And you know what? Just the energy from everybody just coming together, just making That's it crazy. about the consumer, about the culture. Yeah. Like those people had a good freaking time. We had a great time. Yeah. That's what made it. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, it was just, it was a blessing, man. Yeah. This whole thing is, this whole movement has been a blessing. Yeah. So it's I'm been, just so appreciative. Yeah, it's definitely been a blessing in disguise. I know for myself, man, the, I think mm-hmm. it's been big for me to meet, you know, people like you and Jason and, and Richard and and uh, James mm-hmm. and the other Jason and now meeting Jamil like yeah. I mean the the, yeah. the blessing in disguise for me is like over the last two or three years you already know I, I told you you know I've lost mm-hmm. a lot of friends a lot of people have walked away um, you've also had that mm-hmm. thing to where you know people think you're bigger than where who you are you know you inter- we've interviewed Dominique yeah. you know Perry from HBO's Insecure and then we interviewed somebody else and I just interviewed Justin the lawyer from here and it's like they be thinking that you're rich because you're traveling and I told somebody the other day they was like what? hey man you must be doing good you went to Denver Chicago back to DC or DC again New York you shot a pilot with them I said hey man my bank account was on fumes after taking all these trips yeah. ain't nobody putting <laughs> extra money in my pocket. This is me busting my ass. Yeah, this is them busting their ass yeah. to get that money set aside, get a ticket. Mm-hmm. And you know what? When we're traveling to these places, we know we're not getting paid. But what mm-hmm. we're doing is putting our faces out there. People are getting to understand us. People are getting to know us. Mm-hmm. And like you said, people yeah. are at, people are beginning to ask questions. When people start to ask questions yep. about who you are, that's when that that, that phone yeah. starts to ring. <laughs> and people start asking yeah, questions, man, bro. It's uh starting to get uncomfortable but uh you know because you know you're starting to get popular yeah. and people are starting to recognize you yeah. for different things and yeah. 
it's it's getting it's almost getting weird at the same time. It is, but man. I just love it, man. I I love I love the creating. Shout out to Jamil and, and James, man. It's part of the team, yep. my little film. So yeah, man. You, yeah, man. It's just it's just a huge blessing. So before we wrap it up, man, I, I wanted to say my fondest memory of you. And what makes me love you like a brother? Like for real, I don't think men show in enough. I'm, I'm, I, yeah, in them six months, man, the thing that make me love you like yeah, a brother, yeah, yeah. bro, is when we were leaving um, Chicago this last time, and when we were in the airport, uh-huh. we was walking, and the way you ran up to us, like soon as you left, bro, me and Artizi just looked at each other, and we was like, "Man, I love these people, man." Like y'all always have a way of making people feel welcome, and like you're happy to see them. And not to be funny, yeah. when, we're, when we're not in the same city, we're still checking in on each other. We're still making sure everybody's good. Hey, do you need mm-hmm. anything? How can I help you? And nobody's stingy with the spotlight, man. Nobody's stingy with the yeah, spotlight. I mean, so when it's like that, bro, yo, man, I'm sold. Uh-huh. No, you it, go ahead. ain't you no spotlight, bro. You know, we all, we, all, we all on stage together. So, you know what I'm saying? The light is on. We all on stage sharing that, sharing that stage, man. And it's like, you gotta, you gotta show love, man. You gotta show love to the people you appreciate. Yeah. So when I saw you in the airport, I was like, oh shit! You know, I gave you a hug. Yeah. Like we don't give hugs, man. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's supposed to be taboo. It's like, nah, man. Like yeah. yo, have a safe flight, bro. Yeah. And it wasn't a pug hound. It wasn't a pound hug. It was like, yo, have a safe flight, my yeah. brother. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I feel the energy, and we all about something. And this is like, you gotta live your best life. You gotta live your best life. Yeah. And I'm in a place where it's like everything. And everyone who have been supportive, who have been loving, you know, uh, regardless if you're currently in my life, like, I just appreciate you because you, you're here today and you're going tomorrow. That's true. You know, you're That's here true. today and you're going tomorrow. And I have the I have the, 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 the opportunity and the blessing to pursue art as a career. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. not everybody can do that. That's very true. And coming from where I'm coming from, Bedside, Brooklyn, like, you're either, you know, at 21, you're either in, in, you're dead or in jail or... You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I went to college. I got my degree. I did my nine to five. I'm now on national commercials, and people are coming up to me, like, saying, yo, you were great. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's weird, yeah. but it's like, I just think, I just think, I just, you know, it's very spiritual, and I, and I think, I think, I think, I thank God for everything, man, for real. I just started looking at myself with everything and the success from last year and literally started being like, you know what? You deserve it. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think a lot of times people a lot of times people don't tell us this, but sometimes you got to tell yourself, like, you know what? Shit's going pretty well for me right now. And even the things that aren't going well for me, I'm going to think them into existence. But when they do happen, mm-hmm. I damned I, I know I deserve it. When you've been good to people, been there for people, help people out. Yeah, man. Like you yeah. said, you put that positive energy out there, man. It got to come back to you. In some form. It's going to come back, bro. It ain't going to always be money, but it's going to come back. Plan? Opportunities. Yeah. Maybe hey, opportunity will come and the money will come. Yeah, no, the opportunity will come, and that's when the money will come. I'm, I mean, I'm broke. Hey, I might be on TV, but I'm broke, man. But at the same time, I'm creating dope shit. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting exposure because of these opportunities that are afforded to me by some dope individuals. Yeah, and I'm going to keep put. I'm going to keep planting those seeds because this forest about to pop. Yeah, I'm gonna have a forest soon. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be. I'm good. gonna have a forest soon, and you will too. Yeah, you will too. So man, I'm, I'm just keep working, that, man. man. Just right. keep working, my brother. For so, real. Well, any shout outs you want to give and uh, let people know where they can find you at on social media? Hey, man, I really want to give a shout out to um, uh, Marcellus Cox, who is the writer and director of Rolling in the Deep, of the film that's going to be on TV starting this Saturday, uh, national TV. Uh, this gentleman, this is our sixth film together. We have a seventh one that we're doing this year. Yeah. This brother 
Um, I, I, know, I know you're trying to wrap up, but no, 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 this no. brother has. Oh, this brother. Um, we met freaking through Facebook, bro. He sent me an email because he saw that I was playing Malcolm X on this audition video. Yeah, and he I saw needed that. a Malcolm X, and he took a chance on me, flew me out. Well. He paid for my board, but I flew out because, again, with energy. Like, I was like, yo, this brother, he's passionate about his art. He needs a Malcolm X. He needs me. I'm going to put up my coins and fly out to L.A. to meet with him yeah. and do this film. And ever since then, we have about maybe, I want to say, over 150 festivals between the, the seven films, the six films that we've done. This brother is now my brother, and he, he deserves, a, uh, deserves a huge shout-out. So. No, Shout out to Marcellus Cox and, and the team, man. For now, real, but, definitely. Now, and before you give the other information, I did. I forgot when you were saying mm-hmm. that. Well, tell us a little bit about what Rolling in the Deep is. I watched a little bit of it. I watched half of it, and then you had to check me. You mm-hmm. didn't check me like that for people. That, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want people to think you were being rude. But when you hit me, I was like, oh, snap. Let me Because I posted the video, uh, the movie, early. Yeah, yeah. And you was like, hey, bro, can you please right. take that down? I was like, and when you sent it, I was like, damn, man, I'm fucking up, man. I'm fucking up. Let me get no, this No, no, no. It's all good. So, the more the more actors you start to interview, you yeah. know that when they have a film in the festival circuit, the festival pretty much wants to premiere that. Yeah. So they don't want it can't be it can't be on the web. True. So um I sent that to you so you could take a look at it yeah. and just kinda just you know, just take it in. But Rolling in the Deep, uh it's about a World War Two veteran Marcus uh Lieutenant Marcus Washington. He returns home to South Carolina to fulfill the lifelong dream of his father by having a meal at a whites only diner. Yeah. And now, this is right after World War Two. And that's the part that mm-hmm. I did. Now that's the part when I saw that I wanted to ask you because I mean I'm have you ever experienced racism? I, and this may sound crazy to people, but I've I think I've I've known a couple uh-huh. of people is like I've never experienced racism as a black person. So first of all, have you ever experienced racism personally? I mean, it, it, I don't want to say uh, it's nothing overt. I mean, we've all gotten the, you walk into a store, you're being followed. Yeah. Or we have bodegas at, here yeah. in, in New York. Yeah. Yeah. And you go into the Louis store, you try to buy some Louis Vuittons. And it's like, I've, I've been there, but yeah. nothing overt to the point where it's like, like hate crime. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But okay. I've, get, I've of course, we've gotten judged. We've gotten, you know, uh, you know, it, we've been in those moments, but nothing to the point where it's like, Wow, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I've really felt awful about that. Yeah. But and and, I, and I'm lucky, you know. A lot of my friends have gone through some some really, um, un you know, you know, unfortunate, you know, shit. But yeah, nah, nothing overt to that extent. Yeah. So what did what did you so with this? Because you dealt with racism in, in the film. I'll just say that much, and I won't go further to tell the film. So you dealt with some racism mm-hmm. in the film. Where did you pull from to to be able to reenact some of these scenes that? have happened in so many people's lives before you? Yeah, man. Um, that's a great question. Um, I kind of just really tapped into this gentleman, uh, and, uh, wanting to see his father again. Uh, it was really hard to, to prepare for the role. Um, it was really hard. Uh, but I really just pulled from those, those, those moments that I wish I would have had with my father at a, at an adult age, you know what I'm saying? And, trying to fulfill some of the things that we talked about. So there are, there are some moments in there where, you know, you, you almost, you almost, you almost feel some tears, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And I really just, I just pulled from a dark place. Uh, a lot of moments that I wish I could have shared with my pop um, and put it into the memories that um, Lieutenant uh, Marcus Washington was trying to fulfill. Yeah. 
So that's that's where I got most of um, that that emotion. But in terms of you know watching older movies, older World War II documentaries, and just trying to get that feel of a of a soldier. Yeah. But I needed to pull from a deep place to 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 get um, you know uh, about my pop. Yeah. See, I, I always want I, you know when I was younger, and it's crazy that we're talking about this. But Martin, I've always mm-hmm. my life to me has always kind of been patterned after Martin. If I swear to God, I'm not lying, bro. Like even to the extent of doing <laughs> podcasts and doing radio and stuff like that right now. Hold on, somebody called. Call mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be able to answer. That. Who called? Yeah, well, yeah, who, who called call you, man? So, but it's like to the extent of where um, I used to want to act. Like he influenced me that much where I was like, you know what, I I, I want to act. And mm-hmm. the thing the. <laughs> The time that I knew acting wasn't for me, and I'm not going to say it wasn't for me because if somebody calls me now, I'm sure I could do something. But at the time, bro, I was like, how how do you get like to stand in front of an audition room and act out these scenes and literally jump into an act? Ha- has it ever been a time where you tried to do that and you started laughing at your own self like this? This shit is crazy because, <laughs> you know, you got to yeah, jump I mean, into like being that. who you are, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I still do that, to be quite honest, but it took a lot of practice yeah. to kind of just go in there and be, not act, yeah. but just be. You okay. know what I'm saying? That so in that first audition I told you that I got, that uh the casting director who happened to be the right end of director, she told she told she told me a new one, man. She yeah. was like, Okay, I'm gonna just need you. It's like she almost gave me a learning experience in yeah. that audition room. Her name is Kiara Jones. Yeah. And I, you know, I give praises to her for putting me in my first film, but she told me in that audition room, like okay, I need you to know that this is film and everything is going to be tight. So I don't need you to be so expressive in your face. Yeah. So I need you to, t- I need you to take it back. Like she really, you know, told me yeah. a new one in a good way. Yeah. But it, it, uh, to answer your question, it's a lot of practice, bro. A lot of practice. It got to be. be and not act. But like you said, because even when we were doing yeah. what we did in New York, you know, the little filming and stuff we was doing when you were kind of producing and directing everything, it was like, like you I already knew certain parts from going to school for broadcasting and radio and stuff like that. But it's like uh-huh. the way, like you yeah. say, when people see full motions or like when they see, um, say, for instance, like the uh, sex uh-huh. scene with Lala Anthony and uh, Tommy Egan on, on Power, when they had that sex scene, <laughs> it, it looked like full out sex, right? But then when they interviewed them and they yeah. talked to them, they was like, we literally were there for a few minutes and they were getting different angles and they put it all together. So that's yeah. what I took from what you just Absolutely. said when she was like, hey, you need to pull it back and you don't have to be so uh-huh. long and drawn out with your emotions when acting because we ain't getting all that anyway. They're going to be done change the screen to somebody Absolutely. else while you still over here making googly eyes and shit. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, sex scenes are like the most uncomfortable thing to do ever yeah. in life because you're being, you're first of all, you're in a room with like 10 other people. Yeah. You're half naked. And yeah. I've done like two or three. I was just about to ask. Um, so have you done them where you're completely naked? <laughs> no, I was not. I okay. was actually, I had like uh, shorts on, but the, you know, the, the woman that I was with, you know, she was, you know, had pasties on yeah. all, up top and at the bottom. Yeah. Um, but it was very tasteful. However, it's a hot ass room. Yeah. There's like 10 people in there. You're being directed. You have to, okay, now you're climaxing. Okay, I need you to pants. Pants some more. Yeah. Okay. Wipe her face. It's like you're being directed. It was it was it's horrible, bro. It's, it's crazy. Horrible. Oh it's man. It's horrible. And you know, we be sitting at home so, on the couch like, girl, he getting that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he you over there like that. Nah, yeah, nah, player. This ain't even what that was. And that's what I was gonna ask because and I know when you have when you nah. see those scenes, how do you if she's attractive, how do you not get aroused by this woman? And now I used to ask myself that, but if you got ten people in the uh-huh. room, then and you ain't used to that. I'm pretty yeah. sure that kind of helps with you know keeping your mind right. Sure, 
I mean, I, I have been in those situations, yeah. and I immediately immediately be like, I'm so, I'm sorry. so sorry. Like, I'll make a joke of it, but I'll yeah. be like, I'm so sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's okay to be a clown, but yeah. I always make sure when there's a cut, be like, and then you look at her like, hey, are you okay? She's yeah. like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm you sure. Like, rub her shoulders, make sure that yeah. she's comfortable. And I try to do that in anything that I'm doing, whether yeah. it's a nine to five, whether I'm hosting, whether I'm in a sex scene. Yeah. I always want to make sure that my partner, that I'm the person that I'm helping or I'm working with, yeah. are, if they are okay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's come very comfortable. Very that, comfortable. You know, so that, that, rapey that's what you gotta that, do. that rapey culture is at all time high in Hollywood. I mean, you know, hey, man, I they just now, they just now catching up. Yeah, man. I mean, this is this this they is just not catching pocket. up. I mean, every every time a story comes out, I'm like, if I go to a job interview and a dude pulls his penis out in front of me and starts strokey doking, I'm gonna be like, hey, bro, I don't know what yeah. kind of party you thought this was, but uh, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna catch you on the flip side. I'm not going to be so, and that's yeah. what's crazy to me because I'm not gonna ask you, have you experienced any of this? But my my situation and my thought process is, it's coming out so much now. Why not say nothing 20, 30 years, 40 years ago when it was happening? Um, mm-hmm. Why is it just now coming out? And I always know when you do, when one person comes out, then it makes everybody else brave. But it's like certain things that have happened, not not the, not even raping or somebody raping somebody. But mm-hmm. think, let's just say, you know, like these guys maybe brushed the shoulder, grabbed the ass or said some inappropriate mm-hmm. things like not to be funny. We've all said some inappropriate things, bro. And it's like, for sure, me, I think sure. the line is being blurred between having fun and as much as mm-hmm. women, as much as a lot of women out here talking about locker room talk shouldn't happen, a lot of women locker room talk happens around them because they allow it. Meaning, I'm not saying that people right. allow to be raped, but some of these people, everybody didn't get me tooed. If you if you get where mm-hmm. I'm going, not trying to be insensitive, but it's just hard to try and say somebody raped you 30 years ago and you have no evidence of it. And thirty women are coming out, yeah. and and the funny thing about it is you don't know which one of those thirty are lying, and then maybe all of them are telling the truth that you slept with them. But how many did he actually mm-hmm. like rape? Mm-hmm. Like, I, so I don't know. It's just touchy, man. How is it hey, for you? Man, and that's what I was gonna a, say. Uh, being in that situation. Touchy, hey, man, it's a it's a touchy situation, man. And yeah. I get it. You know why? You know why? Why, why people think like why would a victim come out thirty something years later? I mean, because it's very prominent now. The the, the tide has shifted. Yeah, you don't know what this person has gone through since that situation. So True. it's like this could be very therapeutic for this person to come out and yeah. talk about this incident. You know, Russell Simmons, Harvey, everybody in the book. It almost seems like yeah, it's like a, a lottery and shit. Yeah. Somebody yeah. calls the name, you're like, hey, damn, yeah. him too. Yeah. Like him too. Dave Chappelle touched you know on that saying? too so, in the special. <laughs> yeah, he did. With the goat. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost like you don't you don't know what this person is going through, but there yeah. is that line is being blurred as yeah, to man. you know what we consider, you know, uh overt and but I, I, I you know, it's this time's up moving. Like I get it. Like I encourage all all women and all men to, who are victims of self uh sexual abuse to come out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it, uh, you know, times need to change, and, and they yeah. and they are shifting right now. Especially men, though. Yeah. But I think it's harder for men to come out, especially if they've been touched, oh, or yeah. you know, by another man. And it 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 should be more talked about because, I mean, like you say, black people is they already don't go to therapy like we should. We do not go to therapy like we should. For years, we like to say that's white people should. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to therapy next month, and when I tell you it feels good to go in there and just say something. 
and not be judged because mm-hmm. so often we keep all of our thoughts to ourselves and people think, oh, you can tell your significant other. No, you can't. No, you can't. You can't tell yeah, your significant other right. anything. So therapy is right. good, man. But before we wrap it up, man, we're going into the next hour. We got another one lined up, but I do appreciate you, man. We definitely going to be talking here soon. We got the dates. Um, did yeah. you get an email today? We sent the dates out for the next events, uh, the dates that are coming up. Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to check it. Actually, I haven't checked my email. I'll yeah. definitely check it out and I'll let you know what, uh, what works. Because you, you know you're hosting, right? We finna to try and get this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm like Jason. <laughs> at some point, you, yeah, at some point, I want all of us to get paid. So we just trying to keep making this yeah. thing work so we can all get paid, man. Yeah. But I, I, I honestly, I, I really respect you, bro. Um, I wish you well with everything that you're doing. Um, let them know where they can find you on social media. We, we skipped that part before we get out of here. Oh, yeah, peace, brother. I appreciate you, man. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Stephen Cofield Jr. That's Stephen with a P-H and Cofield, J-R. I'm on Instagram, Stephen Cofield, uh, the artist. My Facebook page, Stephen Cofield Jr.com. He's talented, people. You can find me there. I'm- He's talented. He's smart. <laughs> He's handsome. And the thing about good-looking people, you look better when you're humble. I tell girls that all the time. If you find you got some booty, that's great. But if you find got some booty yeah. and you like humble, girl, yeah. we, can't, we can't rate you. We don't rate them kind of people. But hey, man, man I just appreciate it, man. I'm anytime, just so grateful. Man. Thank you, man. Anytime, man. You're welcome you, back. Brother. Anytime that Stephen Cofield people, the reality is we're going to take a quick break. We'll See, be right back. I was told that the heart wants who the heart wants, but I feel your pride, your inner thighs, and my eyes would decline such. See, I love it because of the time spent, and I lost you possibly because. Of the obvious newness and cluelessness of it But truthfully, Shardy, we ain't even found a real vibe yet Nah, would you rather be the dry, non-passionate, half-witted, damn near abstinent primary chick Or the one I laugh with and casually kiss on the kitty cat And watch glow black mirrors and break your back And let me bask in the aftermath of your black girl magic shit I'm just asking Am I falling for a percent? Look Thanks for listening to the micro version of The Reality Is, where filtering becomes extinct. Continue over to the B side to hear the remainder of this interview. Ever had the right love at the wrong time? Netflix, sex, quick, then it's awkward. I know a lot of hoes, so I know a lot of lies. So one cheering and the other sitting corn side with me. Fear of God dripping. Got towel with me, shawty Gortas. For the ones who get going. When the going gets tough, and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24 7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your face. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.